I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Welcome to episode 85 of the Strap Season Podcast. I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And as always, before we kick off the episode, please make sure you check us out all the streaming platforms. Head over to our Instagram, which is Strap Season Podcast, or Twitter, Strap Season Pod. And there's a link in the bio of both of those social media platforms there. And that link takes you to all of our links, whether we're on, you know, whether you prefer YouTube or audio is more your thing. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that, all that good stuff. So please, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a review, engage with us, man. When, you know, don't be shy, man. We, we don't bite. <laughs> so yeah, um, how you been, bro? You good? I'm good. What you say? Yeah, man. Tired, but um, we're here, man. We're here. <laughs> Fights happened over the weekend. There's always boxing to discuss. Let's let's get straight into it, man. Yeah, um, let's do it. I want to start with your guy, Triple G, or Lil G, as you call him. <laughs> let's let's kick off straight into it with his fight. Um, his fight was on was it Friday evening? It wasn't even a Saturday, was it? I swear it was on Friday afternoon. Saturday afternoon because of the fact that I was in Japan, right? Um, yeah. That must be. So I actually missed the I, like I missed the because I, I thought it'd be one of those you know the late night Saturday slash Sunday morning shows. Mm. So <laughs> I actually ended up missing the fight, so I had to catch it on replay. Um, but yeah, Triple G, you know, held up, you know, he put one of his bolts on the line against Ryota Murata in Japan, um, who had one of his bolts on the line in the middleweight division. And we've seen Triple G come away with a, a W. Whether or not it was convincing, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll delve into, because I know you've got a few things to say, as always, when it comes to Triple G. <laughs> but I will say this, though, bro. It was a very exciting fight. Very, very exciting fight action-packed uh and i say it was exciting because of the fact that this was surprising to me but straight from the off yeah from round one morata was game as hell brother mm-hmm. i didn't think he'd be so game when i say not in the sense that i thought he would come to lose or look to lose but this guy was trading standing in the pocket and even walking down triple g <laughs> like he was on that and i thought rah Obviously, I'm watching it thinking, I don't know if this is wise, but I appreciate the gameness of him and the fact that he was ready to risk it all, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I guess, you know, in front of his hometown fans, I don't know if his hometown, but obviously it's in Japan, so he's got a big support. He's confident, obviously, he's a, he's a champion as well. He has a right to be confident. So, yeah, man, he started like a looking to, I guess, rip up the script because he would have been a heavy underdog. Um, and yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised about how game he was, honestly, bro. It was almost like a breath of fresh air, almost to see someone not be wild by the fact that it's triple G in front of him. This, this, this is another man. He, that's how he approached it. This is a guy he bleeds just like me. I'm a champion. He's a champion. Let's, let's get it. And from, I think from the first one, from round one to four, he was looking to sit with triple G in the pocket, trade with him. And he was catching triple G as well. However, <laughs> um, um, obviously Triple G, we know he's no slouch. And even though he's aging, I think he turned 40 just before the fight. 
So you're thinking, you know, what would he look like? And obviously his last couple of fights hasn't looked the best necessarily. Um, he was obviously still his usual Triple G style, I guess. And, you know, stalking his opponent, walking his opponent down, hitting them with the heavy bombs. And from the off yeah, even though Murata was catching him, Triple G was also catching Murata back. And as always, Triple G's shots just had that more pop to it. You could see it visibly. So I'm there thinking as it's going on, okay, Murata's being brave, but I don't think it's going to pay dividends for him because I think Triple G's going to break him down eventually. And obviously we'll get there. But um, yeah, I want to ask you, you're, the first couple of rounds or just how Murata started, how did you take it? How did you find it? Like, were you surprised that he went at Triple G like that? Or did you think that, you know, is that what you expected from him? Um, I can't say. I can't say whether I expected it or not. Um, I think we've seen over the years what makes Triple G fight so exciting is that he does get hit. He does. He does take punches. He does take shots. But the power stakes usually lie with him, and it's usually him breaking their will, beating them to a pulp. Um, yeah, this was a good fight. A great fight. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the first four rounds. I was surprised to see Murata backing him up at the point. Backing him up, walking him down, take, like draw the line in the sand and say, yeah, let's do this. Let's 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 walk. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess you can expect that with uh, Japanese fighters. They they usually do come to fight. They usually don't lay down. Um so yeah, that that was impressive to see. And they were both landing good shots, trading good shots. Um yeah, super excited. Once again, it was, you could see um, the power stakes line with Golovkin. I mean, he, he is a cheat code in the sense that this guy has a super chin. Like an amazing... <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to mention, I was hoping, please mention the chin, because it's not just the power stakes that gets you. Yeah, it's the fact that he doesn't get wobbled, really. It's, it's and that drains you. That's draining. I, yeah. You can't be hitting someone and they, they're walking through your shots. <laughs> like You're hitting them with your best shots. You're landing clean. You're thinking, yeah. Bruh. And, and he does this overhand left, which always comes to the top of the score. He always throws it. It's the sickest shot, you know. <laughs> that's his, that's his signature shot. That's what he yeah. It's, and he, if you clock as well, he turns his hand into it as well. He turns his thumb into it. It's, it's a deadly shot, you know. The top, the top of the, like people, you're usually trying to catch people's temples, their jaws. Yeah. yeah. Punches the top of their heads. Yeah. And he summoned out Golovkin. There's not many, like, you're watching it. And I'm wincing as I'm watching it punch yeah, people. He, he, he it's hard. You can hear it for your screen, bro. You can hear it for your speakers. I'm sitting there rubbing my jaw and saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for people. Like, obviously, I, I have my critique of Golovkin, but when he does fight, it's entertaining. And he can fight. He's yeah. a fighter. He's got power. He's got, he's got chin. Hmm. And we saw it again, like, at the age of 40, which super impressed me. At the age of 40... He still carries that power. He still has that chin. Mm. And he's still able to break his opponent down and, and go after them. I think from round seven, on for, maybe from round five, but from round yeah. seven, it was all conclusion to me that, yeah, yeah Mariah is just showing heart at this point. Yeah. He's just, I'm not going down. I'm not being beaten. I'm not folding. He was hurt. Yeah. Most people would have done the Colin Kaepernick or Daniel Dubois. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Young knee. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bend that knee? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but he was still standing. I was like, bro, take, take the knee, man. <laughs> Do something. Take the knee. Word, word, word to John Snow. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, so super, super yeah, respect to Morata for even just standing there for like the last, I think it got stopped to the ninth. So from yeah. the last, from the, from the seventh onwards, I thought, bro, um, yeah, so great fight. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's, there definitely was that air of inevitability for me, honestly. Um, from yeah, what I'll probably say from as early as around five, five, six. Yeah. It was just more of a case that, like I said, I really appreciate what Morata tried to do and what he was doing and being brave because it made for really exciting fights, especially that first four rounds, back and forth action between both of them. Both of them catching each other with big bombs, showing tons of heart. But I'm just looking at just Triple G's walk through it, walks through it as he always does. Same. His expression on his face never changes as well. Like, there's no tells and to say, is this guy hurt or whatnot? It's that same focused, blank expression. And he just keeps walking you down. And I was looking at the shots thinking, wow, these are heavy, heavy shots Morata's shipping. It's inevitable that this guy's going to break him down. Just the fact that he's a lot more powerful and he has a cheat code of a chin. Um, and yeah, obviously, yeah, that's what we saw. We saw as the rounds progressed. You saw the activity from Morata dwindled. You know, the punch output was, you know, started regressing and regressing and regressing whilst Triple G's remained the same or even increased. So it was only a matter of time. And um, yeah, I can't remember if, if the referee, the referee stopped, jumped in, right? It wasn't the, the corner that pulled him out. No, he, he, as he went down, the corner three in the towel. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, right thing to do, to be honest, because at that point, it was few and far between in terms of, he, he tried to have a little rally every now and again, but that was more of a pure heart rally. It wasn't really doing yeah. much. Um, it was, yeah, the right thing to do. The humane thing to do, for sure. It was, it was a weird time, though, because I thought it was weird because he was getting beaten to a pulp and yeah. Golovkin almost looked like he gassed out. And yeah. then Morat had some weird rally. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, you're about to collapse. And he had a rally. Yeah. But in that rally, he was obviously consuming energy, trying to mm. fight back. And he was landing on Golovkin. Golovkin hit him with a shot and he, he, he kind of like collapsed. Yeah. And even though he was he had like success right before that, maybe one or two shots that put him down. Yeah. The tower came in and I was like, oh, we just, we could have seen the fight back. But I think that was like just the last stand from him. So yeah. No complaints for the stoppage. At but all. Just, the timing of it was when Murata was having some good success actually. Yeah. But yeah. Um, question to you, because obviously you're someone that's been, let's say, very vocal about Triple G in his career. Um, do you feel that if you compare him now or in this fight with Morata, compared to the previous fights a couple of years back and just a, a pattern that you're seeing with his fights recently, do you feel like Triple G is getting hit more than he used to? Or do you think this is, he's always been, the same amount that Morata was hitting with, it's always been how much he tends to get hit in fights. And this, yeah, there's, there's nothing telling there. Because obviously there's a big debate on whether obviously he's 40 now. Has he slowed down? Obviously one or two previous fights hasn't looked the best. Obviously one of them was meant to be ill, apparently. And, you know, but, you know, we've said before, certain fighters have given him hell recently. He still won those fights, obviously. But it's like, oh, you're getting touched. Is he, is, is he getting touched a bit more than he used to? Or, or not, not? Not really, in your opinion? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah. mm. I think he's just up the level of opposition, really. Is that what you think? Like, okay. Not, so you don't think it's more age. It's just you think it's just more 
fair opposition. It plays a factor. Against yeah. Sarah Matter, he was getting hit, but I, I, like we both said, I think that's because he didn't weigh Sarah Matter as much. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the one low-level opponent he's faced that he's... He didn't, he didn't really struggle. I was nitpicking, let me say that. Um, <laughs> because I remember that the zone lot were super gassed by the performance. I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember you saying that, yeah. It was, it was, they were very gassed. They were like, he's back. They were hyping it. <laughs> but for me, it's like he was still getting touched. Yeah. I guess, remember Kel Brook, he was getting touched. Yeah. When he's up against good opponents, he gets touched. Danny Jacobs mm. gets Yes. Yeah. Think of gaming problems. Yeah. So it's not something that is a glaring. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, something that's oh, he Glovkin's getting hit way more. He's not. He's not fighting soup cans anymore. That's why he's, he's yeah. fighting. Okay. Fighting. That's a fair point. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair answer. Yeah, and he, to me, he's, he's still not like oh, he's been badly hurt or badly rocked. I mean, mm. they're into the body slightly, but I, I, I don't think he's. It's not to me that he's declined massively. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a massive decline. Maybe he, he breathes a bit deeper now. You can yeah, see almost- I, yes, I was going to say, I don't think he's... He, I think he's definitely slowed down, as you can see. And I can put that to age. Obviously, he's 40 now. And if you mentioned Dovachenko hurt him to the body, um, which you can visibly see, I guess. Even Morata. Morata did some good body work in there. Yeah. And that seemed to me... There was times when Morata would bang onto the body and you saw Golovkin take the deep breaths and... That seems to be what's, I guess, getting him now, as opposed to obviously, opponents should probably forget trying to knock Golovkin out. It's never going to happen. Don't headhunt with him. Bang yeah. to the body, maybe, is where you can see a success. Because, yeah, like I said, him being, his chin is just like a, obviously miraculous, but you can hurt, you can hurt someone to the body if, 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 if you're not hurting them to their, their head. So, yeah, man, I think that's probably the best way to fight him look to attack the body, slow him down in that sense, which Murata tried to do. Just unfortunately, he wasn't able to sustain it, obviously, and it's tough to sustain such a thing when you've got a guy still walking through you and hitting you with bombs. That's, like you said, it takes away from you physically and mentally. So, um, But um, yeah, definitely the body work I did know was good, and that does seem to trouble Triple G a little bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, it's funny how you mentioned Golovkin being back and stuff. I guess this was a return of sorts because obviously we haven't seen him um, obviously I think this, this fight was obviously meant to be back end of last year and it, it's been moved around or whatever um, 40 years old now man he's got two of the belts in the middleweight division um, see in our ideal world obviously I'll be saying at Triple G you're 40 now clearly you're not going to move up let's get the rest of these or try and get the rest of these belts so Charlo you're next Andre, you're next. Obviously, we know that's not going to happen. Um, we know, obviously, that Andre looks to be campaigning now, super middleweight. Charlo, I don't know what Charlo's doing. Um, <laughs> BBC Island, I have no idea what they're on. Um, and obviously, we really know the news that, obviously, Kolovkin stated to fight Canelo for a third time, subject to how Canelo does against Dimitri Bivol. Um, so, yeah, that's not what we wanted, I guess, but it's what's going to happen. It's there now. It's written. It's going to happen. Um, so that third Canelo fight, I look at it in the sense that, you know, I see that performance from Triple G. Good performance. Obviously, did what we had to do. Stopped a guy. Stopped a champion. But I feel like he's still food for Canelo, man. I, I'm, very, I'm very confident about that. Not to par him off. This is not me, like, cussing him out with. I just feel like Canelo's elevated his game to another level since that second fight. 
and he's that far ahead of him now where I feel like Canelo I don't want to say wipes the floor with him. I don't want to go that far, but yeah, I think it, it, it makes it look easier than the second fight, for example, or the first fight. That's probably my take on it. Um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on that one? The Canelo-Triple G matchup that's meant to happen. You know what? I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good fight. I can't lie. I think it'll be a good fight, but I just think it'll be a clear win for Canelo. I think even clearer than the first two fights that were controversial. I think... Golovkin's, this is going to be Golovkin's biggest fight um, today, and he knows that um, mm. he has to he has to come in the best he can. Obviously, Canelo's no slouch; he's improved. His head movement will be a hundred times better than Morata's. So that jab from Golovkin was still looked great to me. <laughs> in that fight, it looked fantastic. Um, he, he, but yeah, um, it's just so hard to beat Canelo, even if you are. At your, at your best, it's just so hard. Like, yeah, if Golovkin is going to knock him out, which I don't think he is, then he's not going to win. <laughs> it's just, it's just like that. But I think it'll be a great fight. I think it's going to be a great trilogy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not one of those ones saying Golovkin's washed because he's still winning and he still looks scary. I still wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> like, if I was one of these fighters, I would have won it. But um, yeah, Canelo's been active. He's been improving. So it's, it's, yeah, I guess you have to lean towards Canelo naturally. Um, but yeah, it'll be a great fight. I think makes Golovkin, sense, but yeah. Mm. Maybe you might try to do something. Actually, let me not even make suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, big big fight for him. Yeah, we'll see when we get there, innit? But um, yeah, I mean, that fight would do numbers anyway, regardless. It's still, just, even though Golovkin, he might not have the same high pace he did back then. He's still a huge draw, and he's still, I guess, a mega star in that sense. So, yeah, and Canelo. <laughs> yeah, Canelo is just yeah elevated and elevated, man. It is what it is. But um, yeah, congrats to him. Um, good performance or well, good fight. I really did enjoy the fight. So um, and he did what he had to do, and now he's got two of the bots again uh, at forty. So that has to be commended. It really does. Um, cool. Sticking with the zone since we're already on the zone, we might as well carry on with the other the zone fight that went down. On the weekend, the, another return, I guess, the return of Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel Tago. Um, another good fight, to be honest. Um, this fight was hilarious to me because Tago was killing me all fight, bro. He was killing me all fight, yeah. From the first round, this guy was on the joke. <laughs> but every single time this guy got touched with anything meaningful, this guy would smile, laugh, stick his tongue out. Nah, man, he, he was a joker in there, man. Yeah, I kept saying to myself, stop doing this. You're getting pieced up. Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> he, he keeps catching you with big shots and you're there smiling. So you to retaliate or do something back. And uh, yeah, man. Um, what do you think of this one, man? I, I, I think Ryan Garcia looked good. Um, I think before this fight, a lot of people, I saw some suggestions that Tago could give him hell. Tago is a tricky opponent. He's got, he's got, he's got something for him. Um, I think Garcia handled him calmly, I'll be honest. From the first round to from round one to round 12, yeah, it almost felt as if Tiger was in survival mode. Uh, survival mode. Yep. It seemed like he didn't come to want to win. I feel like he got hit with a big shot early doors, which he did. Felt Garcia's power, and he thought, Ooh, I don't want no, I don't want no more of this. I'm gonna look to be on my bike for the rest of the fight. He yeah, he didn't really look to engage. 
He did offer a couple counter shots here or there from time to time. Usually when he was pressed and his back was against the ropes and he had to sort of fight or flight sort of thing. But really and truly, Tago did not did not look to win that fight at all um, after he got touched by one of Garcia's bombs. Um, and it was a case of Garcia walking this guy down all fight, catching him with big shots and, you know, trying to, I guess, seal the deal and close the show, which he wasn't able to. But it was a comfortable night's work for me. He was able to hurt this guy a couple of times, um, notice, noticeably too. Um, obviously dropped him in the third round, I think it was. Second. Second, thank you. Dropped him in the second round. Again, Tiger was killing me because he was there protesting like it was a push. <laughs> you see the replay, it was the clearest punch ever. <laughs> Clear this clearest punch. I don't know how he was saying it. I don't know how he was trying to protest it was a push. Um, and yeah, man, like I said, the rest of the fight, man, he was on survival mode. He did not come to win. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be harsh, but that was literally what I saw, bro. So yeah, keep it, keep it a buck. Um, what do you think of that one and Garcia's performance? Yeah, I agree with you. Tango was killing me, man. I was laughing. <laughs> Bike, anytime Ryan Garcia engaged, my man would panic, he duck, <laughs> he tried to clinch. Right, yeah, he was, and then he'd be smiling as well. Um, the smiling was killing me. <laughs> was it last episode or recently? Maybe we were chatting. I said, I rate Ryan Garcia still. Like, people Bro, give him a yeah. my kid can box, like, he's cold. Like, I was saying to you, when we're talking about that division, hmm. I still keep his name in his mix, and there's someone I don't put in the mix, but we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, there's names I'll put in a hat. And he's one of them still. And he looks good. I think he's, I reckon, for being a bit of a goofy. <laughs> but um, he's got a few new tats now, so he's, he's looking a bit stern. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> this guy came came back full tatted, you know? <laughs> I'm like, this, something different. This, 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 this guy said, these lot, he said, the streets aren't taking me seriously enough, man. They make, make my look look a bit harder, a bit sterner. You get me? This guy's coming with a full chest tat. Bruh. Like he's done, a, like he's been in jail for the <laughs> like he's done a bit, <laughs> done a bit of a stretch and came back <laughs> all tatted, and came back aggressive, super aggressive. He, yeah. he was walking him down. Um, yeah, what even didn't rate Tiger one bit, but I guess yeah. Tiger was so negative almost yeah. that from the get go. That was like, yeah, I'm just gonna stalk this guy and try and hurt him. I would have liked to see the jab a bit more. I think the one time where he threw it out, he hurt him in like the eighth round, maybe wobbled him badly, and that was seven. Was seven yeah, seventh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tango was once again panic mode. You see, the, you, you see the way my man grabbed him and didn't let go. Yo. Uh, yeah, I think um, Garcia, if he tried to use a few more tools, maybe yes, using the jab, throwing the uppercut a bit more to try mm. and sneak that in because Tango was seeing a lot of these shots coming. Yeah. So he needed to disguise it with a jab or maybe sneaking an uppercut in there. He was he was just trying to land big rights, really, big rights, big lefts, and Tango could see most of them coming, even when they were landing. So it's usually the shots you don't see that hurt you the most or put you yeah. down. Yeah. So more disguise on them shots. But it's his first fight with Joe Goosen. So yeah. Working on some stuff. But Garcia looks good, man. I still I always worry about his chin because yeah. he, he keep defending enough for me. And he got caught a few times. But yeah, a lot of people saying bad performance or 
have their opinions. He divides opinions, doesn't he? But I thought it was a good performance. I think it was a good, good. performance. And um, yeah, Tago caught him. Tago actually caught him flush from a couple of good counter shots, like flush hard ones, and he took it well. But watching that fight, I think you can see that fight's a good example, I think, is oh, you can see as to why Garcia has such a fanfare about him, and a lot of people sort of rave about him as someone that could potentially be next up and the one to take over the division. Because once again, you saw it, bro. Not only is this guy massive at the weight, <laughs> Tago was meant to be Tago is listed to be two inches shorter than my man. But it looks like four or five inches. He looks huge compared to my guy. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's got the size. He's got the hand speed. He's quick. And he's got power. I think he's, apart from, I think this is the first time he's gone 12, you know. I swear he's knocked out all these other opponents before. If I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure this is the first time he's gone 12. Or. Maybe one other. Actually, maybe, um, yeah, maybe, maybe one, maybe one other. But actually, that wasn't a 12. That might have been like a, a 10 round or a six round or whatever. But um, he, he he, he's knocked out a lot of his opponents. I do know that. So he's got high knockout ratio. So he's got power. You can still, you can see he was hurting Tago. He just, he wasn't able to put together the final combination. As you mentioned, like you said, he's, maybe his work was a bit too telegraphed. Uh, Tago was able to duck and slip and clinch quite easy. So obviously once he works out the kinks of that, we can obviously see him finishing opponents like Tago. Slippery guys who aren't looking to really engage too much and be on their bike. But um, yeah, I thought it was a good performance as well. Um, no complaints here. I'm just happy to see him back. I think for me, what I want to see from Garcia is activity. Um, obviously, yeah, he's had injuries in the past and mental health issues, etc. And you can see now the division doesn't stop for no one in a sense where we've now got Tiafimo, no, not Tiafimo, we've got Devin Haney and George Cambosis who are, you know, putting all, all the marbles up for grabs. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get to see him in the mix more, basically. More activity from him. I want to see him, you know, maybe one more fight, uh, two at max. But then I want to see you challenging, you know, the likes of T uh, of Devin Haney or Jan George Cambosis, whoever wins that fight. Um, I don't know for Tank. If Tank's around, Tank too. To be honest, Tank's a free agent now, maybe, potentially, after this last fight with, with Rolly. So <laughs> maybe that can be made easier. Who knows? But yeah, man, stay in the mix, stay active. And um, let's see something. That's what I would say. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Good to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. And his press, his post fight interview wasn't as corny as as, as previous ones. He's, I didn't he's, even. I, I looked off. I didn't wait. <laughs> you're rude. <laughs> you're rude. He's, I think he's first. I think he's grown up a little bit. <laughs> I think oh. he's start. The tats have added some maturity to him. You get me? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Cool. Um. Let's move on to, I guess, the last card that we want to touch upon. PBC card. This was, this was the fight card I said I was probably most excited for uh, last episode. Um, you fancy starting with the undercard? Tony Harrison versus... Right. Yeah, we'll start with the undercard. Tony, just quickly touch upon it. Tony Harrison versus Sergio Garcia. Um, we've seen Tony Harrison return to winning ways. Um, he had, obviously, last two fights. Obviously, last two fights was what? A loss, the loss to... Uh, Jamel Charlo in the rematch. Yeah, and then yeah. he had a draw with um, that Brian Perella, I think his name is. Disappointing draw. It was a fight he was expected to win. Funny enough, Perella was on an undercard as well for this card, you know, and he drew again. But anyways. <laughs> but yeah, um, good to see Tony Harrison win. Um, and it was a very convincing win, in my opinion, bro. Um, Garcia, you know, 
quite highly touted, tough opponent who's also coming off a loss, but is well respected in division and someone that's considered, you know, the tricky fighter. Um, Garcia, I mean, no, Harrison handled this guy, bro. From round, it was a 10 rounder, from round one to 10, he he gave a boxing lesson to this guy, man. Um, He basically fought this fight how we should have fought Jamel in the second fight. Um, In terms of like, he was, you know, boxing the back foot, using the jab so, so well, educated jab, countering, um, and also forcing the occasion when he could be forced, um, picking his shots really, really well, excellent footwork, head movement, all of that. It was a real, real, real good boxing performance from Tony Harrison. And for me, that's when Tony Harrison's at its best. Because we obviously, you know, we saw in that second Charlo fight, we saw a more aggressive Harrison in that sense where he was looking to walk down Charlo at times and force the issue. And he can do it, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's always best when he's on his boxing team, basically, in my opinion. And that's what he sort of he got back to against Sergio Garcia. And it paid, you know, it, it, you know, it gave him the award with a W. So, yeah, man, good performance from Tony Harrison, man. I enjoyed watching that. Yeah, I think in the last um, Charlo fight, I think once he got put down is when we saw him turn up the aggressiveness because he felt like, now I have to go dominate this fight almost. Mm. Um, and yeah, it kind of led to, he, he was boxing well, to be honest. He was doing it well, but yeah, he got caught. Yeah. Charlo, once again, we talk about power stakes. He's got it in abundance. Um, yeah. I think Harrison's a great fighter, man. Um, there's no fight he's been losing. The fights he, he lost, he was winning. <laughs> up, up until the KO. Yep. Every Very fight true. he's uh, winning. Nelson. Nelson and yeah, Charlotte. Yep. Charlotte, he was at the point of the stoppages. He was he was up to me. He's always been winning. He's hard to beat. Lose rounds against. And he's hard to win rounds against because he's so clean. Um, his counter punching beautiful. Someone you can punch, someone you can counter off the ropes is a skill that is, is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people can counter and fight off the ropes and slip your shots, pick their shot, pick their shots and make you miss while they're on the ropes. And he, he's called at it. And his jab is good. He can box, he can move, he's, he can be slick on the inside. It's just that he doesn't have power like that to really stop you or hurt you. Um, yeah. Slick boxer who could counter punch and he could box and move, and yeah, he was a he was a big on, underdog in this fight for some reason. Bit, oh, um, really? I, I I didn't even check the um the odds and whatnot. See what big underdog you say? Fair. Yeah, Garcia was favourite. Yeah, uh, Garcia, like I said, Garcia is highly touted. Um, someone that could potentially make waves in it. So, fair enough. Yeah, given their last performances, maybe yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a bit surprised because, well, it's yeah. If, if you do bet on boxing, it's usually trying to work out the odds better than the booking as yeah. opposed to if he's going to win and such. It's like, cool, they might have slipped up here. Uh. So that's one they definitely, I felt they slipped up on. But yeah, great performance and it's good to have him back as well. Um, let's discount the last performance. Obviously, yeah. he went through family issues there. His, his dad passing. But he looks like he's back. And yeah, yeah I want to see him, see him in the mix again. 100%. Um, definitely want to see him in the mix again. And it's definitely a performance that announced him as someone that isn't gone from that 154-pound division. He's still a fixture. Um, bro, you know what I want, innit? I've said it before. I said it last pod. I just want the, <laughs> the rubber match between him and Charlo. Um, subject to, obviously, what happens with Charlo and Castaño. 
I do obviously we're about to talk about the main event now because obviously, yeah, there's a bit of a cue, Tony, because obviously the main event was Ericsson Lubin versus Sebastian Fondora. And this was actually a, a, a basically what was it? It's pretty much a world title eliminator for one of the belts that Charlo has. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think I said on the pod last week that I've, you know, I favor Lubin in this one. Um, it didn't turn out that way. But this was a, we're talking about good. All the fights this weekend have been really good. And this is another one that was a barnstormer, bro. This was a war, absolute war from start to finish. Um, we've seen Fundora come away with a W, ninth round stoppage of Lubin, of Lubin's team through in the towel, I think. But no, nah, man, this, this, this fight here, sick. Quality, quality fight. Um, Fundora, man, he is so weird because, like, this is a guy that's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, that's a pressure fighter and loves to fight on the inside. It doesn't make sense. He refuses to fight at range. Every single time it's close quarters throwing, what, 80 punches per round in close. It's crazy. And he carries power. We can see that. <laughs> doesn't seem like he gets... To me, it doesn't seem like he gets leverage off his... He shouldn't be able to get leverage off his punches from such a close quarters. But he does. You see, he's bopping heads back. He's breaking noses. He might be. He might be a bit of a matchup problem, you know, bro. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Um, yeah, crazy. When you see someone that tall, what do you say? Six foot five. Six foot five and a half, apparently. He looks. He looks just huge in that ring, just man. Gangly. <laughs> he looks huge. Um, yeah, and he's got power as well, like you say. It was a great fight. Great fight. Um, yeah, great, great fight for a main event. Um, but Lubin, Lubin fought, they fought their ass off. Lubin fought his ass off as well. And I think for me, see, Fundora's dropped Lubin in the second round. Yeah. Lubin has, I'll say, bro, Lubin, I think Lubin's dropped my man in the, seven, in the seventh. He's dropped Fundora in the seventh round. I was so gassed because Lubin was getting battered that round. And the last, what, the last one minute or something, the last 20 seconds, he found something out of nowhere and put together a crazy combination that's dropped Fundora. Fundora claims he took a knee for tactical reasons, but I could, you could see he was hurting it. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I was hella gassed. When he got up, he looked like uh, maybe he did. Well, I was looking at him when he got up, but he looked he, like... He, he was he definitely hurt. Up. He was definitely hurt, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But with him saying that he took, he, he took a knee and stuff. Remember, he said it straight away. So this training was like, yeah. are you okay? He said, yeah, he said, I took a I took, I took knee for tactical reasons. That's yeah. what he said. I saw him scooting his corner. I was like, okay, but yeah. Maybe, but if he didn't do that, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have fought it. Yeah, but yeah, no. I think for me, it was. I think the keys for Lubin to win was there, but he kept ignoring what his trainer Kevin Cunningham was telling him. It was simple for Lubin, man. Don't stay in the pocket and trade this with this guy. You're probably a better boxer than him. Stick to boxing. Punch, move, circle round, step to your right or whatever. So you don't have to be in, in range of his shots. And I was getting a bit frustrated because Lubin just kept sitting there. Like each time the corner was telling him the right things to do. Don't be in a pocket with him, move around, etc. use your footwork. But Lubin would just stay in there and was happy to oblige into having an inside war with a guy that clearly excels in this kind of thing. Because obviously I feel like Fundora's got one pace, straight ahead, getting close, bang, bang away. 
I feel like Lubin has more to his game in terms of he could probably do that, but he can also do the boxing. Yeah, so I just thought personally it was mad, mad for him to stay in the pocket for so long. And he really should have looked to use his footwork and his outside game a bit more. That's what, that's what I reckon. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Um, I think at the time, Zofis, he was winning, he was winning, right? Lubin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, I, yeah, he was ahead of the judges' scorecards. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, I think the towel coming in was, was the right thing. His face was mash up. Um, you want to protect your fire. It's a great fight, and I'll see it again, you know. Um, obviously, Fundura is moving on to bigger and better. better. But um, in the future, it's one I'll see again. I think Tony Harrison said, um, Lubin should think about retiring. <laughs> That's like, deep. That's like, deep. He's only lost yeah. twice. Yeah, at the, at the top, at the high, top highest yeah, level. Yeah, like, God, that's deep. Um, I wouldn't say but, that. But I will say this, he needs to take his recovery seriously because his face was messed up. And I reckon he, he this was a, this, you know, that, you know, them type of fights that really take a lot out of a fighter. I think this is one of those ones, like, he needs to rest up, man, because this, this, was, this was a brutal one. You saw his face afterwards, it was a mess. Yeah, I think he had an arm injury as well, or something as yeah. well. I bet he's, he's in good spirits. He's fine. The day yeah. after he was talking, he was chilling. Yeah. So that's always positive to hear. But um, yeah. he's still young. Um, on another day, he could have won that fight with a different game plan, different, yeah. different tactics. He could have won. So he's not finished by any means. Um, yeah. He could come back. He can have a fight. He will beat a lot of these other guys at 154. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's it's nothing long. He, 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 he can still hang about. Um, I'd like to see it again. Great fight. Mm. And, that's the Fundura um, monster. Yeah, like yeah, you, do you what, what do you what do you make of Fundura? His chances and what at this division? He's good. He's good. He's scary good. But um, his style, like yeah, you know me. When when a tall fighter fights like that, it always <laughs> hurts me a bit. Like, come on. And to <laughs> yeah, fe- he, he gets and and he gets hit. That's the thing yeah. with that style. Come forward, pressure fighting style. He doesn't really care for head movement. It's him trying to just overwhelm you. Yeah. And I feel like someone that's a decent boxer, obviously, who can bang, i.e. a Jamal Charlo, for example, could, yeah, could get to him. But it's so far, his chin's held up very well, as we can see. Well, apart from that time, obviously, he took a knee, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's, there's, there's a lot of target there for, some, for someone who wants to stand in the pocket with you. That body can get down. can get chopped down by someone who can hit. Yeah. Um, it's super entertaining. I mean, yeah, what can I say? I, yeah. I'll enjoy watching the fight. It'll give anyone a problem. Mm. Um, I think Mel, Mel could... Him and Mel would be a great fight. What am I saying? It'll be a great fight. Um, mm. but once again... Um, I'll, I'll, it, hey, imagine if Castaño wins. Because imagine that look, that how that looks in the ring. Because my <laughs> man's 6'5 and a half. Castaño's 5'7. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a great fight. Um, but how, how tall was well, he? Was a six foot five anyway? So then, yeah. <laughs> Brazilian Texera, he's tall as well. How tall Tex- was he? What Texera? What no? You no in one fifty four. Yeah. Do, do you mean Rosario? The one that beat J Rock. One that uh, Castanho beat the last fight. How tall is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the one that beat um, J Rock. He's about six two, I think, six three maybe. Let me check. Hang on a second. Um, I think it's Patrick. 
That's what I'm thinking. Oh, Texera, the Bra- Oh, yeah, you're right. The Bra- yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Um, he's only five eleven. He's only six foot. Yeah, see, that's it's because he looks small because like yeah, Castanio is tiny. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. But he's used to, he's, he's small. He's used to fighting anyone taller than six foot five. You don't find that every day. <laughs> that's such um, a... For, 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 for a light middle, 154 pounder, that height is insane. That's unheard of. Six yeah. five, bruh. Yeah, heavyweight. <laughs> that's, that's a heavyweight kind of, but obviously you can see this guy's not... He's, he looks like a twig in there. I can't lie. Very tall and lanky and gangly. <laughs> Not much muscle to him, but boy, we can see he can bang. He's got an engine as well. So definitely a matchup problem in the future. I look forward to seeing how far he goes. Um, and you can, all, you can tell this guy's going to be just an exciting fight all the time based off the style he is and how, how he likes to fight. It's always going to be exciting. It's always going to be come forward. Um, yeah. He's still young though. We don't need to rush him, but he's definitely sort of Earmarked himself for a shot, obviously, at the winner of Charlo and Castaño. That's in May as well, isn't it? Charlo Castaño. Yeah. Just quickly before we move on, did you peep the, the little back and forth between Harrison and Luis Arias at the press conference? <laughs> clip of that. Um, I'm going to watch the full press conference because yeah. Harrison, hop, hop, just to stay the chance. Right. You see, you see one, one thing about Tony Harrison? He ain't gonna take disrespect. <laughs> we we saw the throat with obviously the, the the press conferences with uh, with Charlo <laughs> those two times. Um, how he's ready to to run his mouth and he's about the action as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't really know what the the history is between him and Arias. I just know that Arias is a big loud mouth who talks a lot and doesn't necessarily let his opponents no doesn't necessarily let his performance back up his words. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's maybe it seems like he's trying to talk himself into another fight with another boxer. I have no idea in it, but um, yeah, totally. Shout out Harrison because he went pump fake. He really Bro, he, he, he re- and he swung. He swung yeah. for him, and he helped, he got back on. He said, "You're lucky I missed." <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to yeah, but he's about it, man. Um, that's what that's why I like Tony Harrison. He's a good boxer and he's he's a good talker as well when he wants to be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it for the weekend's action. Let's quickly uh, do our usual previews for this upcoming week because we've got two good fights. Uh, we'll start off at home. Conor Ben versus Chris Van Heerden. Um I feel like we've, <laughs> we've previewed the same fight for Conor Ben last four times, I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, bro, it's the same preview. He's against an ex-PBC brother who he's probably going to mash up or expect he's going to dominate. And he's going to call out, guess who? Kel Brook. Uh, oh, Sean Porter's gone nice. He can't call him out. Uh, the other guys as well. He's going to call out, you know, the champions of Kel Brook and Amir Khan um, for a fight. And, oh, yeah. And, well, yeah, he might mention Chris Eubank's name. Now that he's in the mix, apparently. Now he's flirting with Waterweight, apparently. Um, so, yeah, he's going to you know, say these a bunch of names. Now be it, really. Um, I have the same expectations. I expect, I expect Conor Ben to, to wash Van Heerden. Van Heerden isn't rubbish. I don't think Van Heerden's fought since the draw with Boots. Well, no, it wasn't a draw. It was a no contest, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he hasn't fought since then. So, yeah, two-year layoff. Um, one round, that was... Yeah, it was, it was, it was over in like one round. Um, decent fighter, Van Heerden. He's not rubbish, but I feel like Ben is operating at a high level. At what well, he should he should show that he's operating at a high level. 
if obviously Ben feels like he's should be fighting not champions, but basically almost a champions or sort of almost close to that level, probably against Van Hayden, basically. And I expect him to, to be honest. Um, I like Conor Ben, like I said before. Um, I like where he's going. Um, I don't think he's at a level of the boots is yet, but he's 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 getting there. Um just this yeah. this huh? Yeah, you're getting there. Russell, you're getting there. <laughs> hey, I can't say he's not getting there because he has shown it. Like we said, we said before, Brent's probably one of the most improved fighters out there. Mm. We remember where he was when he first when he first started. We looked like and how he's getting better each time, isn't it? Um, so I'm yeah. not gonna say he can't achieve levels of boots and virtual teases. He, he might well do, but I can I can definitely say that he's not there. He's not there at the moment, 100 mm. percent Um, but yeah, I expect a comprehensive W for Conor Ben. And if Chris Van Heerden makes him struggle, boy, I mean, now he knows that maybe he's not at the level he thinks he is. But um, yeah, we'll see. What were you? No, no, much thoughts? Anything to add on that one? Um, not much thoughts. It's a, to me, this is just like an experience fight again. Yeah. You're chilling at a level. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're learning things, you're trying things, whatever you're doing, do mm. it. I, I'm, I'm not against fights like this. Mm. I'm not yeah, I think it's good for him to hold him in good stead. But not much to say. He should win. Yeah. <laughs> like that, he should win. And then get active again. Yeah. Just stay active. Got to be. If, if you're having these fights, have them and stay active and keep improving as each fight goes on. Yeah. And if he, even if he doesn't look good, it's fine here then. It's, it's not, not going to be a detriment. He'll learn from any mistakes from it and improve as a result, I hope. So, yeah, not much to say. Like you say, we previewed the same fight <laughs> four, four times. Four, four, four times, bro. It's, it's always a PBC fighter as well. He keeps he keeps fighting all these what's P, ex PBC guys, man. It's hilarious. Um, cool. Um, let's move fifty on then to the real talking point for this coming week. <laughs> um, Spence versus Ugas, another very good fight. PBC going back to back on us with good fights. Um, yeah, man, this is for so three of the belts will be on the line, three of the water weight division belts. Uh, Spence, we know, has got two of them. Ugas has got one of them. And the last one is with Terence Crawford. So, as we said before, we do love a unification. It's not the unification that we wanted to see in the 147-pound division, but it's still a damn good fight. Um, we'll see, I think, listeners, you probably know how we both feel about Errol Spence. Um, and we both rate Ugas as well. We've said it before. We, we both highly rate Ugas in this pod. Um, I think my question to you is, bro, can Ugas do it? He certainly can. Okay. Um, certainly can. He's, uh-huh. he's up at the Apple Cup before. He's um, uh-huh. wrongfully given the wrong result before. Yeah. Um, and I think the main question is, how's that eye going to hold up for Spence? Mm. And, and how is Spence? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I thought we, I thought we're always questioning how is Spence, how is Spence. But to be fair it's to just him, something always happens, though. It's something yes, always it's happens. True. And to be fair to him, last time we questioned it against after he came back off that horrible car crash, which he miraculously survived and recovered from. Don't forget the performance after that was what the Danny Garcia fight, I think it was. And he looked incredible. He looked incredible, like he'd never been away. 
Like he looked super sharp. Like it was crazy. So I almost feel like we keep questioning this guy. Is he, is he, how's he going to look? How's he looking? He's probably going to pull off another wonderful performance. But I don't know. I don't want to have to keep asking this. I, I need stuff to stop happening to Errol Spence, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically because I, I don't want to have to go into every Errol Spence fight thinking, is he healthy? Is he okay? You know, how I me- we mentioned how he sounds really slow now um, in terms of his speech and stuff. Like he, he sounds almost half asleep. Like, is he, is he doing okay? Is his mental okay, et cetera? I don't want to have those questions, honestly. Um, but obviously, naturally, I feel, I've always said I feel like Spence is the best at 147 pounds. Um, he just needs the opportunity to show it and obviously fight the guys and beat all the guys and get all the belts if he can. Um, this, is a, this, this is a very tough fight for him. Honestly, I think he'll probably be the big, the big favorite, as expected. But Ugas is someone you really can't take lightly. Ugas is a good boxer. He's a good boxer puncher, to be honest. Obviously, he's got that Cuban education, so you know he's a superb boxer. But he can, he's got pop to his punches. I feel like his record, his knockout ratio kind of doesn't tell the full story. Um, he, you can see he's got pop to his punches and he hurts his opponents. Um, so, yeah, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good fight on paper. And I think it's going to be a good fight when played out as well live. Um, I, I, I Obviously, I still favor Spence, of course, man. Um, I just can't look past him. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm going to assume that Spence is healthy and he's good. And the healthy Spence, it's just, it's too many strings to his bow, shall I say. He can, if he wants to box you, he can box you. If he wants to walk you down and be the power guy, he can do that as well. He's a big guy as well. Obviously, we know he's very big at the weight. He's powerful, strong, good engine. Um, yeah, man, I, I highly rate Spence, man. I, 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 can't, I can't see past Spence with. Yeah, I, I really I, can't. I was, I'll side with Spence as well. I think Spence will win. And the scary thing is, even if Spence ain't hundred percent, even if he's high, I does go. That doesn't mean you guys is gonna win, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he, will, so. he, will, he will give you guys hell. Yeah. What up? What up? This guy's. A, a, we see how aggressive he was against Dudley Garcia. He hunted yeah. him. He came to that, fight. And came that performance is unreal, man. Honestly. Endless. And I feel like you guys could be in for the same treatment, you know? Yeah. That Spence will be on top of him, mm. imposing himself, relentless. What I like about Ugas, yeah, I've always liked about him is he doesn't let... He, I'm trying to think the best way to put it. He doesn't let his opponent... You know how from fighters you get touched? Ugas looks to retaliate straight away, almost. He doesn't let the opponent, he doesn't let the opponent have the final word. He will always look to have the final word and stuff. And I don't think this is why I think I don't think it's gonna be a washing. But again, I said I said I said this against Danny Garcia, and it kind of was a washing. Spence kind of washed out Danny Garcia. But I, I don't think he's gonna wash Ugas in that sense. I think Ugas is gonna to look to retaliate when he can in his usual way of oh, if you touch me, I'm looking to touch you back. I just feel like though this, the, the power Spence carries is going to be different to say the power that Pacquiao carries, and I almost feel like I feel like Spence might stop him. You know, I've got a feeling that Spence can stop this guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got a feeling that Spence can stop him. Late, late stoppage, late stoppage. I think I'll, I'll go for. Um, That'll be a sorry, that'll be a big statement. Of course, it'll be a big statement. But Spence is capable. We know he's capable of big statements. He's. I mean, the book win was a big statement, I guess, in, in itself. So, yeah, we, we know he's very capable, Spence, man. 
to be fair, him taking this fight is a statement in itself. Yeah. Like, no yeah. tune up. Obviously, he's off the back of a surgery. Like, yeah. Danny Garcia was his last fight. <laughs> yep. And that was the back of a devastating car crash. Like, Spence does this no tune up thing. He just goes for it. So, he clearly yeah. believes something. <laughs> fair play to him. Like, this is already yeah. a fact that he's not taking a tune up or mm. warm up fight straight into unification. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be a really high quality welterweight fight. Um, obviously, a lot of people will be watching with interest. Um, see, people have, you know, people are coming for Spence. Um, see, Boots is local, as we know now. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Crawford? Um, am I right into thinking that Crawford's no longer the top rank? Yeah, yep. I, I think the the rumors, the strong rumors, are showing that apparently he might sign with Al Heyman. Um, just yeah, a few fights still or whatever. Um, and if that happens, obviously, then we know that the roadmap to Spence Crawford is there. Obviously, Spence is going to make sure he does a job against Urias first. We've got to see. Um, but, you yeah, know, I'm expecting a good performance from both guys. But I just feel like Spence, in the end, will get to Ugas um, and take him out. Um, yeah, I'm going for late stoppage on this one, but Spence win overall, for sure. If Ugas wins, this is what were we saying? One of the upsets. Well, <laughs> I feel like we always say this. This is a potential upset of the year if Ugas wins. I wouldn't say so. You don't think so? Yeah, he's a champion. He's a he's beat Pacquiao. He should have probably beaten Porter. Mm. So I think his record or his, his reputation is a bit lower than it should be. He's a credible champion. Yeah. I wouldn't say upset of the year because. No, I'm saying the year, but I mean. I know, but Spence, Spence will be a huge favourite, though, because he's seen as the big fish in the division. He is, well, he is the big fish, I would say, in the division. Um, yeah. No, yeah, maybe not one of the upsets here, but I think a major upset. Major, major upset. Yeah. It's not like uh, Undertaker, WrestleMania. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, man, I look forward to it. Um, we'll see how it pans out. I look forward to reviewing it next week. Um, yeah, man. Anything else you want to add, or should we leave it? Uh, I wanted to shout out two performances, though. We didn't preview them, um, uh-huh. last week, but um, obviously, oh, I know you're talking about, yeah, <laughs> where Gabe Rosado fought recently against uh, Sugar Shay Mosley's son, he did, yeah, and he got his head boxed off by oh, yeah. Junior. Um, never really paid attention to. Junior's career really because he's got a few losses on, on his record. Yeah. But I, I saw them at the way and I was like, oh, is this fight happening? Yeah. And when the fight went down, Shane Mosley Jr. boxed beautifully. He didn't forfeit any of Gabe Rosado's old tactics of trying to draw people into fight mm-hmm. or trying to catch them with bigger. He just boxed his head off, pieced them yeah. up, wobbled him a few times. It's looking like Gabe Rosado might have to pack it in after. That. Yeah, <laughs> man. He might have to still. Um yeah. Yeah. No. For credit to Shane Mosley Jr. To be honest, um, he, he, I didn't think he could box like that. I can't lie. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Honestly, I, 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 I went into that thinking that Rosado is a boxer here, not not Shane Mosley Jr. He was boxing him, and Gabe Rosado was trying to goad him into a fight. He's like, he was telling that. Yeah. <laughs> he boxing him, focus on the jab, then doing good work on the inside as well. Um, combination punching. I was like, yo. Mm. Obviously, my man's not even a youngster. He's been around, so yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted to shout out uh, a bit of women's boxing. Michaela Mayer, 
done her thing in a unification against Jennifer Han. That was a good fight as well. She yeah. banged her up. And obviously, we, we want to see more unifications in the women's division as well. And they're doing their thing. They, they're going to make it happen. I was going to say, there's no hope in there. It's going to happen, trust me. Yeah. She said she's happy to go up and fight the win of Katie Taylor and Serrano. Yep. Rather than waiting around. <laughs> she's nuts to me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's yeah, she's doing her thing. Obviously, um, Alicia Baumgartner's got a fight coming up. Yeah, she's on the Colin Ben card. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So the man uh, will tune, tune into that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shout out them two performances. Um, Sugar Shay, Moosley, Sun. Even the Sun's good actually. Tim, Tim, you know, Tim's um, due one as well. He's an American debut. Yeah, um, against I think he was he was on the PBC undercard against Tyrell Gaucher. Good performance again. Um, yeah, beat this guy up. So, um, yeah, man, these um, these juniors and these sons are seems to be trying to keep the uh, family legacy alive, which is good to see. Good to see. Um, but, yeah, man, let's leave it there. Episode 85 of the Strike Season Podcast. Once again, I'll be your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And um, make sure you check us out on all the stream platforms. Peace.